Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe Podcast Network, SoCal Sweat. My name is Ann McDaniels, a former NFL cheerleader and product manager turned actress and model who dreams of being a UFC fighter. Yow. Learning strategies to help motivate others leads me to bring you interviews each week from a range of athletes, experts in fitness and nutrition, and so much more. Thanks for listening to Believe, the number one podcast for working professionals. And let's push our endorphins to higher performance through SoCal Sweat. This is your host, Ann McDaniels, and welcome to another episode of SoCal Sweat. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the core and core training. The core includes muscles in the front, sides, and back of your midsection, as well as many muscles that you can't see. And core training is simply performing specific exercises to strengthen the muscles of your core. Today, I'm going to be interviewing the queen of core, my dear friend, Tasha Dixon. She is not only former Miss Arizona and Miss Hispanic Arizona, but she is a nationally certified personal trainer and nutritionist. She holds certifications from NASM and Apex, and having worked in the fitness industry for more than a decade, Tasha has trained at the top gyms in Los Angeles and holds many celebrity clients. This podcast is dedicated to her late mother, Gardenia Sophia, whose rebirthday is actually today, the launch of her interview. I'm very excited to introduce Ms. Tasha Dixon. And today we have Ms. Tasha Dixon, who is actually Miss Former Arizona and Miss Former Hispanic Arizona, also an actress and celebrity trainer. How are you today, Tasha? I'm doing great. Well, it's kind of hot, but other than that, I'm doing oh, good. How are you? Good. LA is horrible. And Tasha is in her like monstrosity of a gorgeous semi-Greek mansion in on the top of Laurel Canyon. I mean, she's living the life with her husband. It looks beautiful. Right before we got in the interview, she showed me her um, her her, vis- her scenery, and it was just stunning. So besides, um, I would love to know how you became, how you got to become Miss Arizona, and also with that, the fitness that was involved with becoming Miss Arizona. Yeah, well, I actually became a trainer because of winning a trainer in my pageant run. So when I turned 18, uh, I decided I wanted to be an actress, but I was really shy. I was going to be a biochemist before that. And uh, my mom was like, hey, if you want to be an actress, you need to be able to talk to people. So why don't you do this little pageant? You know, it'll get you on stage. It'll give you something to do. And uh, I did. And I was always a dancer, so I was always thin. Um, but I didn't really have any muscle, definitely no muscle tone in the upper body. I couldn't even pull myself out of a swimming pool. And in Arizona, <laughs> you better be not, in a pool. <laughs> you better be in a pool. It's 115. So um, I did Miss Hispanic Arizona, and I didn't invite anybody, no friends, because I didn't think I was going to win. And I ended up winning. And then that automatically led to an entry in Miss Arizona. They paid for the entry. They, um, I won a personal trainer, and I started exercising. And I saw, even though I was always like skinny, I saw my body completely change. And I saw all the strength that I got, you know, from going to not even being able able to lift a milk carton to, you know, having muscles and feeling fit and having the good cardio endurance. 
and uh, my core was insane. Like, you know, I won the swimsuit competition and uh, in the first Woo-hoo! year, yay! in the first year of um, competing in Miss Hispanic and Miss Arizona, I won Miss Arizona. And then about nine months later, I got to go to the Miss USA pageant and compete as Miss Arizona in that. And um, that also continued. I got more fitness training, nutrition training, um, just for myself. And when I saw how my body changed, I love motivating people. I love getting people to their goals. And, uh, you know, I was going to come out to California and I was like, what's a job I can do? I don't think I'd be a very good waitress, but I love helping people. And uh, I can also stay thin if I know all the tricks. Absolutely. <laughs> so I decided to become a personal trainer and I got certified in the National Academy of Sports Medicine before I moved out to California. Um, I worked as a premier trainer in Arizona at a place called Pure Fitness. And then when I came out here, I worked for Equinox for a little bit. And then um, I worked at Sports Club LA in Beverly Hills, where I started having some celebrity clients. And then I branched out into my own business. And um, I have my own private clientele. I've been in Seventeen Magazine, Shape Magazine, um, a bunch of other different ones, training celebrities or just with my own uh, fitness tips for people and nutrition tips and stuff like that. Oh, that's fantastic. Number one, I'm so glad you won the swimsuit competition. That's incredible. And did they give you a lot of hard work? A lot of hard work. Definitely. Don't we know being in this industry in LA anyway? Um, Did they give you a personal trainer for like the year? That was such a, what a great gift that was. was. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one of the prizes that I won uh, also for Miss Hispanic. So there was a, like a local Arizona uh, gym and nutrition center that um, they gave you a dietitian to help you get on track with uh, your eating goals. And then you had a personal trainer that I met with three times a week and uh, got in shape, learned about things because I didn't know my bicep from my quadricep at the time. <laughs> sure, it's hard to believe. I mean, did you see other girls with problems on the pageants? Like, did you see a lot of skinny fat, as we say, as dancers, where they oh, were yeah. like, Okay. Absolutely. Skinny fat and also eating disorders. I mean, part of, part of the reason why they have chaperones when you get to the national level of the pageant is because everybody sits and eats together and they really do try to encourage everybody eating, but you also don't, you can't bring your power bars. I mean, maybe now it's changed, but back then you really couldn't bring your own meals. You were stuck with eating uh, whatever they had, and it's not the most nutritious stuff. Wow. And when I competed, they wouldn't even let you go to the gym. So I actually brought, um, you know, TheraBands and fitness bands to do the workout. You know, I packed it in my suitcase. <laughs> they thought I was crazy, or maybe not. I don't know. But I would just go down the hallway because you'd have to stay in your room or just like right around your room. It's very like, strict at least when i competed like you can't go anywhere without the chaperones knowing um so i would do exercises in the hallway like right outside like lunges wow. and tell me and tell me you didn't have to share a room with somebody oh yeah you have to share you a room did. uh-huh yeah Just i shared what? a room with miss west virginia that was okay. my roommate <laughs> i think that's fascinating that you weren't that you were watched so closely um like even being an nfl cheerleader this is another thing where they watch the eating disorders and things like that But we were, I mean, it was pretty strict, but I can't, I would be actually personally upset if I had to eat their food, if I knew that I was on a certain regimen. I mean, what if someone's doing like straight up keto or something like that? But again, maybe things have changed, but that's 
I find that like that, that could be a whole nother segment of a, of a podcast. It's yeah, great. I don't know if it was part of the mental conditioning because a lot of it you're there for two and a half to three weeks and uh, you're, I mean, you're working from like 6 a.m. to midnight, you know, doing uh, meet and greets, you know, rehearsing for the show, learning dance numbers, doing interviews. Um, so I don't know if some of it was mental because, you know, if you witness USA, you move to New York immediately you know, and you like take on that job and you leave your family and all these things. So I don't know how much of it might've been mental, you know, fitness just to see kind of who can cut it or what it was. But yeah, that was interesting that you really can't have much of a choice in what you're eating. So wow. there was a lot of um, budding heads, you know, yeah. girls that had eating disorders or girls that are like, I can't eat pasta. Like, <laughs> hello, we're doing the right. international pageant. God, I think that would encourage bulimia almost if they're making you do that. But anyway, I shouldn't get into that. But that is so, I'd love to talk to you offline again about that. That's very interesting. So we, I really want to talk to Natasha about the core because as with my personal experience of breaking my leg and my arm, the only thing that I could do in the hospital beds was squeeze my glutes and squeeze my core. And that is all I could do. And then when I finally got home, like two weeks later, I would try to, I would crawl on the countertop and I would do ab work, just solid ab work. And because that was, again, the only thing I can do. And then but with the crutches, I can't, getting up off and on the floor is very difficult. And sometimes now that I'm getting a little more exercise in, I completely neglect the core. So how, how important is the core and why? Oh my gosh, the core is like the initiation of all movement. So, you know, you have the, the kinetic chain of where all the movements come from. So if your core is weak, that's that's why so many Americans have lower back pain and they don't think about your back is part of your core, your glutes are part of your core. It's not just your abs or your quote unquote six pack, it's also your transverse abdominis, which is underneath, which is, you know, I call it the internal girdle because it's the thing like if you suck in your stomach, that's that's your TVA, your transverse abdominis, it helps you breathe, it helps your diaphragm move. So, you know, people will do exercises because they want a six pack and they'll do crunches for a million years. Um, and that's not really going to cut it. That's where you'll get some people who have a physique where they might have a six pack, but it's sticking out. So they still might have a stocky middle, you know, yeah. that's a little thicker because they're not doing the work of the TVA and your TVA is actually the most important part. Cause if you think about your organs that are underneath your transverse abdominus is what's holding everything in. That's what's keeping everything tight and in and together and not letting it like splay out and cause issues, you know, and, and the same thing with your lower back muscles to stop your um, discs from bolting. For example, if it gets way out of control. Sure. And I'm sure you see that a lot. And, if the, if the core is not strong, we can't run, we can't swim. It all works in, congru in congruency with each other, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, most injuries that occur don't occur from actually like lifting weights or doing exercises. It's from putting the weight back after you've done the exercise. Let's say you have some heavy dumbbells and you're doing biceps. Well, you should be tightening your abs the whole time that you're standing there doing biceps. It's not just I'm just pumping weights and pumping the bicep muscle. You keep that core tight, A, you burn more calories, B, your form is just getting better as a whole, and C, when you're going to put the heavy weights down because you're pushing yourself with your biceps, you're not gonna do a funky twist that ends up throwing your back out and spraining yourself because your core is tight because the core is what supports 
affects any weird movement or if you're moving and you're moving a box you know we've all had that instance where you're going to grab something or your kid drops something and you're like oh no and you go to grab it and then you get a sharp pain if your core is strong that eliminates about 80 percent chance of that even being an issue absolutely um i go to physical therapy twice a week and i see people of all of all conditions there's a lot of car accidents in there with like overweight people that are older and I notice that because you, you used to, you, we're used to the gyms and stuff like that, but when you go to a physical therapy center, you see every all kinds. And I notice people doing exercises that are sticking their stomachs way out. They have lordosis. They're like leaning forward or leaning backwards, or they're pushing with their, they're like thrusting with their pelvis versus what you're saying, tightening the abdominals and then doing strong controlled movements mm-hmm. and so, squeezing the glutes. Sure. You know, the glutes are part of the core too. So like even <laughs> I was working out uh, with my husband on the balcony and he has like a trick knee, like one of his knees. It's not really like bad all the time, but sometimes, and I was doing squats and he started doing squats, but he's, and we both have headphones on and he's like totally leaning over where her, his knees are over his toes. And I'm like, no, you gotta do this. And I'm like pulling his butt back. You gotta sit your butt back and then squeeze it up because that's part of your core. That's where the motion should be coming from. Mm-hmm. So if you're not, for example, in a squat, sitting your butt back as if you're sitting in a chair and then squeezing up with your glutes, your quads and your knees will take over the load. And then you do that repetitively, repetitively and you do that with extra weight on your body. And you do that as you're getting older and there's less you know, liquid gushy stuff in your knees, you're gonna end up getting knee problems. Absolutely. So you want to train everything the proper way so that when you're not thinking about it, your body's in its proper form because it's muscle memory. So your muscle can remember, so you don't have to. <laughs> form is so important. And people, I feel like, focus more on the reps or on like how strong they're feeling versus the form just to get it done. And that, like you said, that, that leads to problems later on in life. How does your husband like his wife correcting him? <laughs> <laughs> he's actually a good one. It's not, it's, he's, uh, he's all right with it. Like, um, he loves to learn. So it was kind of cute that I was just doing my own thing. And then he's like parroting me over here. But if he's going to parrot me, I want to make sure he's doing it right. Oh, <laughs> That's he, why he, you have a trainer. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, he's secure with himself. What a concept. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one. awesome. So I want to go over some misconceptions of abs because sometimes you'll see like a, a model, with, a male model with a six pack. That doesn't always mean that he's that strong. That that could be a lot. To, that could have a lot to do with diet. Maybe he cuts completely. You know, maybe his carbs are way low and he's dehydrated. And of course, that's the striation is going to stick to the skin. What are some misconceptions that you've you've found your clients asking um, about? Yeah, well, the quote unquote seeing the six pack, like you said, you mentioned some points where that would be the case. Um, people who do beauty pageants or weightlifting competitions, uh, you know, at the end you cut weight and there are these tricks, you know, of like different kinds of things you can do to just shed the water weight so that it shows more. Um, Genetics plays a huge role. It's an immense role. Some people are built just naturally having more muscle or putting like gaining muscle more easily. Um, it's not to say you can't do it if your genetics um, aren't there. You just got to work harder. You know, you just kind of want it a little mm-hmm. bit more and work a little bit harder, maybe eat a little bit better. Um, also, even, you know, something as simple as your skin tone, you know, if you're more tan or less tan, or if it's someone who's darker skin, it's going to show off more because of the shadows. 
Right. So, so those are all reasons that will happen, you know, that could cause someone to look more fit than they are. Or they're like, yeah, I never work out. I eat cheeseburgers. Or they could be 18. The metabolism of an 18 year old is different than the metabolism of a 60 year old. Doesn't mean a 60 year old can't have an eight pack of abs. There have been. Right. So I they, challenge you to still do it. <laughs> exactly. Or they come from a long family line of ectomorphs. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, if, and also, um, I look at your, I look at the body as like a, a vessel, like a boat. So, you know, you're built when you're building your boat and you're crafting your boat, if you take the time to do it right, it will take you through your whole life beautifully. You know what I mean? If you give it the right fuel and you really work on training in the correct way, in the correct form, um, you're going to build your body in the correct way. And it's going to help you. You're never going to know how much it helps you because you're not going to get the problems. You're not going to get the knee pains. You're not going to get a thrown back, you know. Um, if you, God forbid, get in a car accident, your body will react to it much easier because you've built that structure and support, you know, all these months or years or whatever time you de devote to developing it. I, I use a similar one. I, I always... I think of my body as a really hot sports car and yeah, I want only, girl. Only high octane fuel in it. And as I'm nursing my broken arm and leg, I'm thinking I'm just in the shop for a major tune up and somewhere in Italy or Germany with the best of the best engineers. That's <laughs> so, right. That's the only way I could keep myself feeling better on that. So I, I like, I like your boat vessel and you know, the better in shape they are, they can avoid COVID. I mean, let's just say Absolutely. the U S is number one because of our, overweight population because it really comes down to a lot of it is 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 that i hate to say it but um what are your favorite go-to workouts for core because sometimes it's like you get you, you get done with your whole workout and i always save that till the end and i've been making myself do it at the beginning because i it's boring and i don't want to do it oh um, it's boring for it's you. boring for me <laughs> well because i can't do much be because of my capacity like i can't yeah. do any kind of cool planks because I can't put any, any pressure on the knee or foot. You know what I mean? There's just a million things. Um, otherwise I love it. Um, cause usually I box and that totally works the abs and I don't ever need to do ab work because of the cardio and the boxing that I do. So yeah. what are your favorite go-tos for like yourself and your husband and your clients? Oh, so yeah, I'm like the queen of core. Like when people come to me, you know, and like, it's all about the core. So, because I'm a big believer in work smarter, not harder. So if you're working the core through your whole session, through the whole hour, then you have already tapped it out a lot. So you don't have to do 200 crunches before you start to feel a burn. If you've been really holding it tight and working it through the bicep curls, through the shoulder press, through the squats, through the balances. Um, and speaking of, some great stuff for core is balance work. So it's not just um, things on the floor. Like I'm talking about, you know, if you have a BOSU ball standing on it, and it depends on your level, you know, the BOSU ball for anyone who doesn't know is that half dome top with the flat underside. So you can work on it a huge variety of ways. You can put it stable on the bottom where the round part's on the top and stand on it and, you know, just feel the balance. You can pick up one leg from there you can do lunges off of it. If you're feeling really gutsy um, or you, you, know, you get to a more experienced level, you can flip it over where the blue part is on the bottom and then stand on it and balance from there and you can do squats from there. That's you know, at a more uh, advanced level. Right. <laughs> but when you want the circus tricks, like it, it has a wide variety of things. 
And these are all just in standing positions. If you don't have a BOSU, you can do it on the floor, pick up one leg and balance, and then start to play with your balance there. You can even be on one leg or two uh, feet and do you know, calf raises, something as simple as that, and see where your balance is and try to hold it like a ballet dancer does. Mm -hmm. That's all core work. That's all, you gotta tighten your whole entire under your rib cage to keep balanced or you're gonna fall and that's your core. Absolutely. Then, then when you move to the floor, you know, you've got your planks, which we talked about. Um, you've got all kinds of, uh, you know, air bikes are great and there's a variety of air bikes that are pretty simple mm -hmm. um, where you're going one-on-one -on -one, and then at one point you can just like pump it two at a time, you know, and then you freeze and you just hold like the knee to the elbow and right. you hold that and you do some exhales and breath work. Breath work is huge with core. So you can do a lot with very little and you can do a lot with no equipment. Like we're all at home and I know equipment is hard to get now. So, you know, you just find a place on the carpet, a place on the rug, if you don't even have a mat, you know, to do some of this work. Um, mm -hmm. You can just put a couple pillows down or, or whatever and uh, get to crunch in. To, I mean, I could go on and on for days with all sure. this different stuff. <laughs> I also love the bar where you just, where you hang and then you, you do knee ups and you do like, oh, yeah. like leg ups. Those are fantastic. Yeah, um, those are great. And you're working your arms too at the same time. Absolutely. Nice. Like you said, working smarter, not harder with the whole body workout. Um, yeah. And don't forget your lower abs. Like while you're doing, everybody just crunches, you know, everybody does, knows the side crunches and that kind of stuff. But um, reverse crunches where you have your legs as straight as you can and bring them down. And it's not about bringing them all the way down to the floor if your back can't handle it. Mm -hmm. You put your hands under the lower part of your back and when you feel your back starting to rise, that's where your abs are at. So, and then you bring it up. So it could only be a movement of 10 degrees. That's okay, everybody starts somewhere. And you bring your legs down and then you exhale as you bring them back up towards your, towards your head with your legs as straight as you can and you do that in repetition you know on a every other day basis you'll see that you'll start to go lower but the key is don't let that back pop out because you're letting your abs go if you keep those abs tight your lower back can't pop out it's hard as dancers though because we all kind of naturally have a lower dose lower doses turnout you know when we stand and i feel like i'm sure you're the same when you lie on a flat back your your back is so curved right above your glutes. So I have to like make sure to push my abs down into the floor. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like it's a little, we have a little extra challenge there because yeah. it's hard to do. I mean, it doesn't always go flat. And, and I always feel like, well, if I'm putting my hands there, am I cheating? But I'm really not, correct? No, no, yeah, okay. you're not cheating. And you wanna have that guideline so that you, I mean, the main thing, and you know, a great trainer is amazing. Like I'm all about watching the lines and the form and you really wanna get someone who's knowledgeable and has a cert because anybody these days is saying they're a trainer, but you can get really injured. But part of the thing that I teach my clients too is this like put your hand on your stomach or put your hand on your lower back because I want you to feel it when you're doing it for the times that I'm not there. If you're working out, you know, at home on your own or, you know, if we end up not training after a while, you still have the power and the knowledge because you need to know your body because nobody's gonna know your body better than you do. And you know what I mean? Like I'll push you to the level that I see you can do, but if at any point you feel like this is the limit, you need to know what your limits are at the same time, or you're gonna hurt yourself. What do you do for really, because um, a lot of women carry 
you know, more weight and fat content in the stomach, lower stomach, especially if they've, they've had children. How do you train that specifically? Because I know a lot of women can get extremely discouraged. And some people say, well, the only way around that is liposuction, because if you have that no! extra skin, but that's <laughs> not the case. I mean, I also, I also, you know, no, you don't have to do that. But it, it, I'm sure it is difficult for some of these predisposed that are, that are like that, or even some of these men who carry a lot of, a lot of weight um, in their lower stomach. I mean, yeah. The, and the challenge now too with COVID and being at home, a we're around like not so. I mean, hopefully we're all making great food at home, but you know the reality is that may not be happening, or we may be succumbing to some Oreos and some ice cream. So you're getting all you're getting body fat, weight gain, and then you add the stress of the way the world is right now. And you know, as many people know, cortisol is a hormone that's released when you're stressed. We were already having that problem a lot, especially in America with our insane work schedules, traffic, all the things we have to balance and juggle. And then now you add riots and, and a pandemic and, you know, the uncertainty of, am I getting a paycheck? What's happening? All this stuff. And that stress, we're at this heightened stress level. And then we're told like, you can't go to the gym, you know? So if you're not getting any sort of release that cortisol is building up in your system and it's going right around your belly. So a big thing to help get rid of that is exercising because just exercising releases endorphins, which is the opposite of cortisol. So not only are you sweating, are you burning calories, but you are feeling better. You are getting the mental release. You're doing something tangible because part of the things like I had anxiety this morning and I had to just start doing something. Like I started growing a garden. I go out into, you know, I don't have workout equipment. I mean, I have like a, a mat, a BOSU ball, you know, like some little weights and some bands. But you're creative, have... you know, you know, you can make a workout of, out of anything. I mean, we oh, really can. Totally. But like, sometimes it's just what I'm saying for, for your listeners is it's just making the decision to put on the sneakers and do it. And then you'll feel better, you know, because it's it's hard when you're stuck in depressed you're gaining weight everybody's like gaining but i call it the covid 19 we're gaining the covid 19 yes. you know of the weight um and then that makes you more discouraged and more anxious and less like you want to work out more like you want to eat the oreos mm -hmm. but if you just kind of make that schedule for yourself to do it at least the core like you could at least spend 15 or 20 minutes doing some core work if if you don't even care about like losing weight or getting in shape or whatever, do it just for your bones, do it for your back, do it so you sleep better. Because if you're not in pain where your shoulder hurts or your back hurts, you sleep better, right? And if you sleep yeah. better, you're gonna have less anxiety and less nightmares too. <laughs> Absolutely, I know, I always tell myself, just do the hard stuff first, just do the hard stuff, even if you don't feel like it. Like I didn't feel like going swimming, I, I did the Peloton and then I swam right before the interview. And I was just, I didn't feel like it. I was in horrendous pain this morning. I'm like, just suck it up. Don't be, oh, I, I, I yell so, at myself. You're so tough. You're so I tough, I definitely girl. do self-love. I like sit there and like yell at myself internally. <laughs> and that probably isn't a good thing, but it does work for me. But okay. I need to be soft in that. But like you, you touched on one thing and you touched on sleep. And that's extremely important as well. And it, it, they, people become overweight when they, when they lack sleep also on top of all these other things and they added cortisol. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. So I have a nutrition background too. And you know, it's, we all know it's all part and parcel. You should be doing all the things and it's really hard 
you know, and I tell people, do give yourself a break because this is an unprecedented time that we've never been through. Um, and sometimes it's just doing, like you said, the one thing a day just to kind of get you going, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it'll, it'll help. Um, I lost my train of thought a little bit here. <laughs> I, I can imagine you're really good with your clients though, because I'm sure there's, you're seeing more and more complaints and you seem to really get in their head and understand where they're coming from, which is some trainers don't do that. You know, that's a, that's a, a, a gift that you have. Well, thank you. And so. it's, it's a holistic approach of how I do things. I mean, when I, so I've been doing this so long, I do everything from HIIT training, pre and postnatal, um, stretch, which is another important element to core and just body health in general, um, nutrition. But when I sit with the client for the first time, you know, I ask them what their goals are. A lot of the time it's, you know, lose weight and tone up. And I'm like, that's great. We're going to get you there. That's no problem. Cause I know how to do that easily. But, uh, but then I ask, what did you like to do in high school? Do you have any kids? What do your kids like to play? Do you ever play with your kids? Do you like to go hiking? And when I train people, you know, I have a gym I train people at, or I'll go to their house, but I always, especially if I'm going to their house, um, I ask them, why don't we train in the backyard? And this is pre-COVID. Or I say, let's meet at a park. Um, Because also it's about connecting back to nature. So, you know, they come in wanting the aesthetic goal. And, you know, we, I have clients that have been my friends for, you know, since I started training because it completely changes their life because I try to reignite the things that they love to do or the things they never had that they want to do. You know, so like, if they're like, oh, I used to play dodgeball. I had a client who started playing community dodgeball. Yes. After we started training. Yes. <laughs> and then guess what? You don't have to do cardio on the treadmill for an hour because you're playing dodgeball, which is I fun. He, and that's your cardio. You I know bet he I mean? was so happy to hear that. How fun is that game? And that would, because you're also getting up and getting down on the floor and grabbing the ball and whipping it. So that's, yeah. a lot, that's high action. Um, and, and you're also working on the core. And you it's know? functional training and it's, it's more excited. It's more engaged. It's not this drudgery of like, oh, I got to put in my time. Sure. I want people to like what they're doing or hike or even just the, especially before COVID when it's like, okay, you're in your car to go to work, to be at the office, to get back home, to make the dinner, to help the kids, to go to, you know, go to bed and get up and do the whole thing again. When do you even get outside to look under a tree that I can put the mat down for them and they're under a shaded tree and they're looking at leaves while they're exercising, you know? Just that's that huge. Absolutely. And it brings, it just brings you back to focus. It's almost like forest walking, you know, what the Japanese do, they take off their shoes and they walk in the forest and it just grounds you into nature and, and keeps you more, you know, focused. But I also love that you did that even before COVID-19. So then it's like in their minds, well, they can go to the backyard with their kids and play soccer or whatever they need to do. But exactly. dodgeball, dodgeball, definitely. I want to, I want to meet that person. <laughs> in their league. Oh, that's such right? a fun game. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I want to hear what your husband and you are, what are the favorite cheat foods you've had during quarantine? Um, you, you have not gained the, the COVID-19 oh, whatsoever. <laughs> whatsoever. You are way too kind. I, I don't my, see tell, tell my scale that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've gained a few LBs, not 19, but uh, I'm trying to, I told you I worked out yesterday. So I'm, you've got to enjoy. Yep. <laughs> you have to enjoy. Uh, cheat, a, cheat foods? Yep. Oh, Okay. Well, the, I, there's a reason why I brought up Oreos. Like, we never, I hadn't eaten Oreos since I was a kid until COVID hit. And then, did you know that Oreos, like, makes different flavors of Oreos? I saw that. 
don't, don't. Just don't even open that can of worms oh. because now we're like, oh, we got to try this one. We got to try that one. I tell, I tell husband, no more Oreos. What was the favorite though of the variety? <laughs> oh, it was, oh, it's a chocolate German cake flavor. It was so good. Oh my God. That sounds yeah. wonderful. Oh, I'm yeah. going to send this to my dad. That's his favorite cake. Yeah. And they've come up with a whole new um, line of many, many things. Plus yeah. they're like bigger in size. It's like, this is not what we need in COVID-19. So totally. anyway, yeah. But let me tell you, I want to tell you some good things. The good things I did in COVID-19 is I started the whole garden. So I have all these beautiful um, herbs and stuff and making food at home has been so like wonderful. And like, I never liked to cook. I was like, oh, whatever, you know, I'll microwave something like something That's simple. Amazing. Or go out to eat. Yeah. I, I'm like, I have all these plants, like I have all these plants over here that um, like tomato, I have heirloom tomato plants and basil, uh, thyme, oregano that I'm growing. And I talk to my planties and it gives me focus of something to do that I'm not in my head, in my you know, rooms facing out about like, what's going to happen in three months? And is, are we going to get a vaccine? And are people going to take it? And oh my God, the world, you know, the sky is falling. It right. gives me something to focus on. And then these plants nourish me. Yeah. So, you know, I gave They're myself beautiful. the time for the Oreos, but now it's time to focus. Good for you. It looks gorgeous. And um, yeah, and I'm sure your husband's, is he, does he cook as well? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> but like you said, with that garden, besides the fact that it's so pretty and you're in the lap of luxury of where to do it with your, with your area, um, that just, that helped your anxiety this morning. Like you said, you were, you know, suffering anxiety and you went, you want, went out and planted and that was a yeah. really good thing. So. And having something that I, I do suggest that to people, you know, either if you can have a creature, you know, if you, if you love like a dog or a cat or a bird, it's amazing to have something to tend to that kind of needs you is really lovely. So even these little plants, you know, if you can't have any uh, pets, like the plants are really quite lovely and they nourish you and you have to feed them and give them water. And, you know, I talk to them, I might be crazy, but you know, oh, you're, you're like my sister. <laughs> I don't, I don't have a plant. I don't have an animal. I don't, I don't, I don't like to take care of things. Isn't that weird? But again, I've never wanted kids either. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Well, but, but the, the thing with like herbs, they take care of you. So True, but you know I take I mean? care of people though. I like mentor so many people. So that's, that's oh, maybe my you're thing. Good. And I you, get you check that so box. much enjoyment out of it. Just like, even, even this podcast. I mean, you're helping so many people with this while you're still recovering. Oh my sure. gosh, you're and such a superhero. No, I enjoy it. But they're also just mentoring young girls. That's that's a big thing for me too. So that's oh, very, especially great. going back to like the beauty pageants and eating disorders and things like that. That's right. What I absolutely love. So that feeds me just like your plants and things like that. So I, I do have maternal instinct. That's for sure. You do. Absolutely. You don't yeah. need to have the kid to be helping. True. True. Well, thank you. Thank you so very much, Tasha. You were amazing. And I'll put all the links with below the podcast. And for the most part, it's at Real Tasha Dixon. And then would you also like to pe people to go to Muscle Mechanics, the, the fitness page? Yeah, uh, I train through Muscle Mechanics. And then I also have my own website. I mean, it has some of my acting stuff on there, but you can contact me through there uh, if, if anyone is interested in training. You know, like I said, in the LA area, I travel to people's houses or parks, you know, backyards in this COVID time. And the really nice thing about Muscle Mechanics is they have a big outdoor space. So they've moved a lot of the equipment every day they move it outside. 
so it's one of the few gyms that can still be open where is it because it's on la cienega and beverly so it's um the north uh east corner so like caddy corner from the beverly center that's kind of a drive for you though no not at all it's uh like coming down okay i guess you're coming down tyrone yeah yeah, perfect. <laughs> Depending well, on traffic, as always. Exactly, <laughs> and it's not—it's—it's it's actually getting bad again. I was just out there. I'm like, really? So, thank you again so very much. Um, we will talk again very soon. I can't wait to see you again as soon. And best to you and your husband. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And that was Tasha Dixon, celebrity trainer and nutritionist through Apex and NASM, also the queen of the core. You can find all of her links below in the notes of the podcast. We appreciate you for listening and please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Luminary, Tuned In, or at Believe.com. You can reach out to me for any questions or topics you'd like covered on the show at Ann McDaniels. Please stay tuned in next week for another episode of So. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.